The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Sunday, October 23rd, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's Scream Queens. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, Prince Rico Suave. What's poppin', people? You already know what time it is. <laughs> Scream time! <laughs> yes. Well, Prince knows how to make everybody scream, if you know what I'm saying. Ah! Uh, sabe. Yes. And uh, we have a very special guest co-host for tonight's episode of Scream Queens. It is Tamara Anderson. Hello! I'm so excited. I love Scream Queen. We're excited that you checked into the Cure Institute as well. Yes. All right now. So let's jump into our recap of Season 2, Episode 4, which was titled Halloween Blues and aired October 18th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. The Chanel's Dean Munch, Denise, Doctors Holt, and Cascade, Zayde, and Chamberlain gather to mourn the loss of Chad. Denise and Dean Munch decide to seek the advice of Hester, who suggests that the Cure Institute throw a Halloween party to lure the green meanie. Hester asks to attend the party, but Munch and Denise refuse. After Denise is attacked, she agrees to let Hester out for a 24-hour period in exchange for the identity of the Green Meanie. As the faculty plans their trap on the Green Meanie, a dozen new patients arrive after being poisoned while bobbing for apples. Zayde realizes that the poisoning was a distraction, while Denise discovers number five barely alive after being stabbed by the green meanie and tries to help her, but the green meanie shows up and electrocutes Denise to death before leaving number five to die. Burm, burm, burm. 
All right, everybody. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction. Don't worry, we're going to talk about the entire episode in a few moments, but I want to get everyone's initial take on this episode, and we'll start off with our special guest, Tamara. Oh my goodness, it just, you know, as always, is always hilarious, and um, it was just, it was also more interesting, too, just to see all the, the various scenes with Chad and Denise. Oh my god, just gave me life. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. Prince, what about you? What did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite episodes this season. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite episodes so far, just within the series. I'm like, but um, yeah, I didn't like the ending. The ending, I could have did without. They could have redid that one, but we'll get into mm. that. Okay. All right. And uh, I'm going to make it a three-peat. I love this episode. I thought it was hilarious, and I love the twists and the turns, and I mean, they, they do Halloween really well on Scream Queens. I'll say Ryan Murphy as a whole, because on American Horror Story, they do Halloween episodes as well. So as a whole, Ryan Murphy does a really good job with Halloween stuff, and Scream Queens, Mm -hmm. much like last season, did another great Halloween-inspired, infused episode. So before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Scream Queens, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Scream Queens and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. We'll start off at the very beginning of the episode where we're treated to a, a screaming Chanel Oberlet dressed as uh, Jackie O. Oh, Oh, in oh bed goodness. with the uh, deceased Chad Radwell. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's obviously in hysterics. She was about to be Mrs. Radwell. She's about to have all that money. And uh, she's very pissed off that no one's letting her grieve, that uh, no one else is in mourning mode and all that kind of stuff and and denise basically shoes out everybody because of fbi protocol and she needs to examine the body and this that or the other and whatnot but then she herself grieves over the loss of chad radwell uh, so much so that you know she even um gives him a couple little extra crotch grabs uh on her way out and it is during this moment as well that we are treated to uh, chad and denise's role-playing experiences Uh, we're actually treated to two flashbacks to them role-playing and we might as well discuss them now so the first one is uh, Brokeback Mountain-esque, where they are acting out a scene from Brokeback Mountain. And I'm going to say, I mean, it was hilarious from the beginning, but the part that got me the most was when they when Chad grabbed Denise and turned around as if he was going to buttfuck her. Yeah. 
And then Denise yeah. flips a script and turns him around, and she was about to butt fuck him. Oh. Like that, that had me over the top. And then later on at the, I, can't quit you. I know, right? Don't quit me. Yes. No, that and uh, uh, I'm a gay cowboy, but I yeah. ain't a queer. I'm not queer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. So that was the first uh, flashback. And then later on, so we might as well talk about it now, they had an American Beauty-esque flashback <laughs> with Denise in the tub uh, filled with rose petals. And what was what was it that she was talking about? Tootin' Prince? Right. Usually he's like, he said, you're glad these oh. rose petals here. <laughs> Cause, yeah, I'm glad these rose petals are here so you can't smell my toots. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the death of Chad Radwell and both of the uh, role-playing flashbacks. Well, his death was crazy. It was like he came out of like the ceiling. It was like too much. I know. Rest oh. in peace, Chad. I was not ready for your death. I know. I was not Even ready as... for the end. I'm still not ready. I'm not. I'm not ready for the end of your awkward naked scenes with. Dr. McScreamy. Oh, yeah. I'm not done with your love scenes with Denise. I'm not done with Chanel trying to be with you for no reason. Oh, my gosh. When she said, and he said making love to you is like making love to a pair. What is that? A parallel? A flat? Well, for one, that scene was ridiculous. But also, it's just so, it was so much like, what the show does, right? It makes these very elaborate, which is, you know, it makes death very hilarious. Like, it becomes a part of the gag reel in all of the episodes because they're so, like, overdramatic and they're so, um, and they're so traumatic. Like, the fact that this is pretty much what Chanel wanted last season, you know, to be married to him and to finally have that happen and for it not to really happen mm-hmm. anyway. You know, like, no matter what she does, you know, they, like, she's officially broker than two people that robbed Walgreens and got caught. So, so yes. she can't. <laughs> she's a, she has nothing now. She has no reason to hide or tell fake stories. And as a result of a competition, she gets him. But he's still, this whole time, getting on with Denise. Well, that's because she knows how to put it down. Right, well, what did she say? He said, it's like, what is that, a malnourished Victorian boy? Well, yeah. You know that? Right, I think that's what it was, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> when he said that, I laid low. I was like, uh... So, basically, all these middle-aged women who she has such a problem with is because they look like, you know, women. And I'm sure, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing in the bed either. So, it, yeah. It helps to have somebody who knows what's going on. So, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Ain't that the truth? No, I was like, I was like, oh, he's gone. And then, but by still my favorite line, number five, she's like, we were all there. <laughs> we all <laughs> saw it. Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, it happened and you were by yourself. And, you know, when she crawled under the bed, under the gurney, like she was going to go with him to the moor, back to the moor, that was too much. Too much, <laughs> too much, too much, too much too much so but the question is is like who did it that's always like i'm like oh like what that is i know right so the next scene we have denise and uh dr dean munch 
heading down to visit Hannibal Hester. And Special Agent Denise Hemphill <laughs> is wearing a wedding gown. And uh, the reason is she's dressed as Mrs. Chad Radwell, a.k.a. her on-again, off-again, sometimes sexy, role-playing lover, <laughs> was murdered the previous night. And, uh, and she goes, like, you already knew that, Hannibal Hester. And so... You know, they, they need to find out who the killer is, you know, and they're confused because the pattern has been broken because initially the killer was killing patients, but now right. the killers... Right, after they've been cured. Exactly, right after they've been cured and they're no longer killing patients, so they want to know why. And uh, Hannibal Hester is like, who's to say, but Halloween is coming up and massacres tend to happen on Halloween and a massacre might happen this time around in this hospital, so I hope everyone's prepared because, you know, this time it's going to be huge. So mm. she, she also is like, you know, the killer must be in your rank, so what you need to do is throw a Halloween party so that they're bait, they're going to draw the killer out, and that you can catch the killer yourself and she's so terrible yes. like lures she's people's lures and so she also asks that uh she be let out for the party you know she'll help them solve the case and this is that the other and she and denise is like well you already helped us you told us about you know the party and she's like but no mm -hmm. i want to attend the party and so denise is like if you tell us who the killer is we'll let you go to the party but then you know they go back and forth and basically they put the kibosh on Hannibal Hester attending the party. Mm, mm. Can I just say, I love Hannibal Hester. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she no, she's is, hilarious. She's hilarious. She's, so she's embracing this role. Like, yeah, she's loving this role. But I love her growth. Like, even just from Glee to this, to this season, watching her arc as a performer is really been intriguing. I completely because agree with you. Because she's quite unassuming. Like, you wouldn't... I would have never... Not saying that, you know, acting, you can't pull her and stuff off. But I would just have never seen this iteration of her character. I would have never guessed that this is who she... That she was able to do this. Like, it's just... It's amazing, like, to watch her. I 100% agree crazy, with you. Yeah, because she makes crazy look really good. Which is interesting yeah i believe i mentioned it a couple of episodes ago like leah michelle has been outstanding on this series period because i think a lot of people especially after glee a lot of people thought maybe she was going to be stuck in the rachel berry role mm -hmm. and if you've seen some mm -hmm. of the other stuff that yeah. she's done she was in this movie called new year's eve and and her character in new year's eve was very rachel berry ish so i think a lot of people mm -hmm. thought that she was going to be stuck in that type you know she's going to be get typecast and i'm so glad she did this series because she's completely different than rachel berry obviously and she's having a lot of fun with the role you can tell it oh my gosh you can tell you can tell this is she is like sinking her teeth into this yeah role. And, and one thing that um, we commented I, on is yeah. the fact that last season she didn't really have any scenes with denise and they've paired her up so much with denise this season so far that it's been great to see them play off each other oh my gosh she's <laughs> she's why would you let your crazy ass go anywhere like no mm -mm. nope 
Like, I love seeing Denise and Dean Munch's character counter her all the time. Like, be the ones that talk to her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because just having all of that, all of those different personalities in the same room is too much. It's, it's awesome. I agree. It makes it, they bounce off each other, like, very well. And it's great. Like, it's it's funny, but it also, you also get this idea that, once again, somehow... Hester is still involved and still knows what's going on, even from this prison cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I've, I think I've said this in every single episode of this podcast this season so far, and I'm going to keep on saying it because th- this was really important. I'm so glad that they moved the production from Louisiana to Los Angeles because Jamie Lee Curtis is in every episode now, and she's featured much more prominently in the episodes, unlike last season, because uh, it was filmed in Louisiana and and Jamie Lee wasn't there for the entire shoot. Like they would specifically mm-hmm. film, I believe, her episodes like in two to three, her scenes, I should say, in two to three days, versus being there the entire time of the shoot. So I'm I'm so glad they moved oh, yeah. the production because she's featured so much more in these episodes and like looking back at season one you could feel like her presence not being there for the majority of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true true and it's a different i was wondering why it was a different casting director but that makes sense i did okay so they give me production yeah so let's talk about the reading of the will so let me give you the important bullet points and then we'll we'll sort of have an open discussion about it so we learn that all of the radwells died because upon learning of the engagement, they all got together, they went on the plane to, like, stop it, and then the plane crashed. Kaboom. Bye-bye, Radwells. Which is crazy. Right. Yes. You know, you kill off Chad, might as well kill them all off. Why not? <laughs> I killed the whole family off. I was like, wow. Exactly. You don't need the rest of them. Exactly. So we got Denise there in her wedding gown. We've got all the Chanel's and we've got uh, Dr. Dean, Kathy Munch. And we find out that shortly before his death, Chad changed his will so that all A-L-L in all capitals underlined five times all of his money was left to the Cure Institute. And with that, Chanel... She she thought she was going to get all the money. She leaps onto the desks, runs over, and throws her entire body like a spider monkey onto the reader of the will. And starts punching him and all this kind of stuff until she is uh, taken off of him by force. and Peeled off of him. Basically, yes. So, I thought... I loved it. I loved the slow motion, I gotta say. Oh my gosh, the slow mo was no, the slow motion, brilliant. Yeah, that was epic. Was brilliant. Like watching their responses unfold as she literally leaped out of her chair and climbed on a table and went across the table and healed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another of my favorite parts was and this is because this universe is so insane in and of itself that the lawyer was basically like, oh, no, you know, she doesn't have to apologize. Like, I understand. Oh, my God, yes. Let her grieve the way she needs to grieve. And I'm like, what? That would have been her ass. I would have laid her out. I would have needed the lawyer for whooping her ass. She's like, do you want me to arrest this hoe? I was like, oh, okay. 
Yes, it was too much. I mean, the fact of how she pummeled him with her little fist, I said, I can't. Uh, You know, she used to be screamed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then when the other, and Chanel tried to warn him, she was like, we should leave. Everybody should get out. (laughs) I mean, I think the slow-mo was great because it shows you how, for one, it's a possibility she wouldn't have got it anyway, legally. Because they never legally got married. Exactly. Even though she feels like she is Mrs. Chad Radwell. Right. Like he wouldn't have been able to change the will before the wedding if they hadn't been, you know, married. So there's that. And the fact that it's all this chaos before he can actually read and say what actually happened. And the fact, and the will itself, you know, that my family got from bribery and um, from the um, overworked labor of non-union work. <laughs> you know, like putting like all of those little little jabs in there about how ridiculous his family was in the first place, where their money came from, and then nobody worked for it at all ever. And then to have it like go all to the hospital and to Dean Munch, I fell out completely. I'm like, she's gonna have a mini heart attack. Yes, and she did. She really did. Yeah. Now, what do we think of that? Is that at all suspicious, or is that sort of like par for the course? Because this is Scream Queens. Do you sort of like brush it off, like, oh, okay, this is Scream Queens? So oh, of course no. that makes sense. No, no, yeah, no, Mm-mm. no, no way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's. I mean, for one, like you don't know who killed Chad. Now you have this other little little nibble uh, Dorito, so to speak, on the on the top of the the chip. Is it Cool Ranch? Of the fact that right, Cool Ranch Doritos, those are the best ones. Cool Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, you have now this other chip on a pile of the fact that Dean Munch could benefit from his dad. Oh, yeah. I love that um, she was like, I'm going to buy, you know, I'm going to give myself an unreasonable <laughs> salary and I'm going to get me a, a pink. A tacky house. Exactly. A pink mansion in Palm Beach. Right. Oh, you yeah. Know, tacky pink. But I think the pink mansion was more of like a jab to the Chanel because that seems like something Chanel oh would do. Oh, yeah, that's good. See, I didn't really pick up on that. That was good, Prince. And the fact that, you know, because we know that something is wrong with her, that she's looking to get, she's she's sick, you know, there's something there, too. Like, yeah. there's all these little pieces that keep getting added. I mean, that's the beauty of this show. Like, it is ridiculously ridiculous. You know, it's over the top, very funny, very bawdy. But it's very smart writing. Like, it's it's always a mystery of who is doing these killings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is involved. Like, and how are they connected? And it's always something from the past. And it's always, really, it always involves some sort of familial connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whether it's a well, son or a daughter yeah. or a sister or a brother. I have a question. Well, like an observation type question is type thingy thing that I tend to do. Okay. Um, well, my thing is, let's see. You know how we said there's like a pattern to the like the green mini? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who's to say that maybe like this isn't just a different killing for different purposes thrown into the mix because, you know, there's a murder on the loose. Like maybe Dean Munch did this for her own benefit. Mm-hmm. if you think about it she's been kind of rude to him this whole time why all of a sudden would he just be like you know what let me just give her this money no i would not be surprised at that uh i'm trying to remember yeah, I, I, i'm I, trying I, to remember I, last season stupid. didn't they kill somebody out of convenience last season to make yeah dean munch yeah. killed her husband yeah. 
um, yes. pretending, making yes. it seem as if it was the Red Devil, right? Yes. Okay, so she's it, capable like, of murder. She, but she, but she did that because of the fact that he had been cheating. There was all this different stuff. Correct. Like, but it was still she, out of convenience. It was out of convenience. Yeah. Correct. But it was she took advantage like, of the. It was, um, it was a revenge killing. Yeah. Yeah, but she took advantage of there being a serial killer out oh, there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's to say? I figured knowing that she needed money and that this might dry up eventually because of this killing and she can't figure it out. She was like, you know what, let me use this backup plan. That's true. I like it. Mm-hmm. I approve. I approve. I like that. Yeah. Look at Prince breaking it down. I like it. All right, everybody. So we got to get serious right now. You know, I know we've been having fun, but... Uh, you know, I have to read some text from the show that's pretty damn serious. You know, 2016 was a terrible year for Chanel Oberlin. Her parents disowned her. She had to get an actual job. And then her fiancé got murdered. Starting a few days ago, fans of Chanel would receive jack-o'-lantern emojis on their socials from Chanel. Parcels began to appear on their doorsteps in what is now tenderly known as Chanel-oween. These are their stories. It's all about you. <laughs> all right, so let's do it. That is my favorite holiday. I yes. wish next year I could be part of Chanel-O-Ween. Let's talk about Chanel-O-Ween because I'm not going to lie. I'm, I was shocked that it returned being that Chanel is broke and stuff. That uh, she could afford to send her, um, her fans, I guess. Um special trinkets for halloween emphasis and uh, air quotes over special so let's talk about this year's iteration of chanelloween so she's sending once again her hardcore fans uh trinkets of um of kindness so they they start getting these uh trinkets of her um let's say of her kindness <laughs> why not and uh, you know last year their last season i should say they were sort of like, you know, Halloween-y type gross stuff. And uh, this time, they, being the Chanel's, raided the hospital. And, uh, you know, they got, like, bile and hearts yeah. and, uh, Gosh, you know, yes, pouches of blood and pus and uh, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Chanel even visited you know one of her fans like she did last time you know to let her know how she really feels and inside was uh, exploding bile which uh, made uh, her fan really happy so chanelloween uh, would you all like to be a, a recipient of one of chanel's uh, trinkets absolutely no uh-uh. okay Mm-mm. i'd have clocked that hooker in her face she came to my door I'm like, I'm like now, this stuff is next gross. Year. But the response of the recipients gets me every time. Especially the girl who's like, you are right. I'm the reason euthanasia should be. I spit out loud. Yes. You do know what she this is about, so right, Tamara? Yes. Okay, it, mm-hmm. it's a whole riff on Taylor Swift. Right, right. No, no. I told I know. It was. It's hilarious. I told, 
Like it, you, I don't know if you actually saw the Taylor Swift version, but I mean, at least last year's. Well, la- this year's was was pretty much almost like last year's, but like last year's was like almost direct from Taylor Swift. So much so, I don't know if you remember, but last year it ended with um, Chanel like sitting in a um, one of those like motorized kitty car things. That's right. That's Taylor right. Swift That's did right. that. Oh my God! Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. It was lifted directly from the Taylor Swift. Uh, too much. It was crazy and yeah. hilarious. So uh, we catch up with Chanel, and um, she has these rashes on her body, and, and you know she's Ooh. she's getting checked out by Holt, and uh, you know he's trying to figure out what it is, and uh, you know he's like maybe it's stress, and she's like well yeah you know my fiance did just die and all this kind of stuff, and. <laughs> They end up having a conversation, which is interesting, and it was very meta because they knew what kind of conversation they were having, which is hilarious. And basically, she's like, oh, we're having this weird conversation, and it's making it seem as if you're the killer. But ha ha ha, you know, of course you can't be the killer, and this, that, or the other. I have, I have just enough low enough self-esteem that this would make me feel like attracted to you. That yes. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> I said, wow. It's kind of turning me on. I'm like moist just, in my nether just region. Awkward, like she's like just turned on to the fact that he might be a killer, and he's just like stupid enough to love her. Exactly. I know, and, I, and I and I just get stuck on the fact that it's Uncle Jesse every time. I'm just oh like, gosh! And so he gives her some colloidal silver, and that should cure her, and uh, you know it it should fix her <laughs> up. So we see that she drank the whole thing of colloidal silver. And when she heads to the bathroom, ready to take a shower, she realizes that her entire body, her skin, has turned uh, Smurfette blue. Right. She's a Smurf. I thought that was pretty cool. I just wasn't sure how long it lasts because I was like, if that's the case, I'm going to have to go get some of this silver. Oh, my gosh. I know. When he said it was no cure, she was like, what? I said, oh, that might be forever blue. Hey, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, this second guessing. <laughs> it might, don't try this at home, kitties. Might not be for you. I know. But I was question, it was questionable in the first place, because I'm just like, when he said silver, I was like, mm. I might not know much about shit, but um, no, you ain't supposed to be drinking no silver. I'm like, mm. I know, but, but like, he's also like, everything he does is not, can kill people. Everything he does. Outside of actually, and Chanel figured that out with the girl who had who was hairy. It's like everything he does, it has to be countered by somebody else or helped by somebody else. I'm like, where did yeah. you get your degree from? Like Dr. Harvard. It's Online. no way. It has to be it has to be like Harvard or something or you know. No, you remember H. he says he he supposedly says he has his fake Harvard, but I'm like, you know what? Harvardonline.com. Right, right. Right, because every Harvard time, dot info. Right, like his his um intelligence is quite suspect because every episode he messes up. Everyone hmm. medically he messes up. That's interesting. He has not once solved the case by himself. Yeah, that's something to bookmark. I like that. I love. We have super sleuth Tamara on the show tonight. I really like that. So so I'm like uh huh suspect something is suspect like he's added to like that list and you don't want to say because it's like obvious but 
it's just something about them. Like, what? What is you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So something that I really love about this series as a whole is the music. They do a really great job with the music. Last season, it was very 90s. And this season, because of when uh, the original murder happened, it's very 80s, which mm-hmm. I approve of. And um, I just got to give a shout out to uh, Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge. <laughs> it's fantastic. As, as Denise is putting up some of the uh, decorations for the Halloween party. This is the night before Halloween. And, and there's this like weird, gigantic clown dummy. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. <laughs> but I, I thought it was weird as fuck. So there was that. And then the, there's this weird noise. And then the lights go out. And Special Agent Denise Hemphill goes to investigate... And she looks around, it seems like it's a body, but no, it's just one of those, you know, skeletons that you would see at a hospital, and, you know, it's got a doctor's gown, and it's supposed to be funny because it's Halloween, but there is a tray that had dropped, and so she bends down to pick everything up, and then she looks over from under the uh, hospital bed, and she sees the green meanie and so uh she's you know the green meanies tries to slice and dice her and she's like i beat the red devil and this was before my quantico training do you think i'm gonna let some green booger kill me and then she's like i know who who's under this mask and so they uh get into this elaborate fight and uh you know so much so that the the green meanie starts chasing after Denise Hemphill. She drops the apples on the floor. The green meanie's slipping and sliding, and she's throwing apples at the green meanie. And, uh, you know, she pulls out her gun, but the green meanie runs away. And as she's shooting at the green meanie. She was lobbing those apples like a softball, like a baseball player. Yeah, I know, right? She, like, she had seen a League of the Realm the night before. Her. I said, wow, he attacked them with apples. Yes, and so because of this attack, Special Agent Denise decides to grant Hannibal Hester's wishes. She has a deal. So they agree to uh, release Hannibal Hester for the party, 24 hours. She has to wear an- this ankle bracelet so that uh, the FBI knows that uh, she's on the hospital grounds. And uh, after the clock strikes midnight and she's had a little bit of cocktail, she's made out with some guys, she is, she being Hannibal Hester is going to let Denise know who the uh, green meanie is and uh, Hannibal Hester cannot tell anybody about their deal. And so she gives uh, Hannibal Hester a costume. It's basically a Jason Voorhees costume with an axe. And she has to keep the mask on all the time. And she's like, because no one wants to be Jason on Halloween. And Hannibal Hester's like, well, yeah, it's one of the most popular costumes. And uh, Denise is like, nah, uh you know, maybe for Friday the 13th. But everybody wants to be <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> and then she ends up, like, confusing Michael Myers with Mike Myers from Wayne's World. Oh, my gosh. Yes. When she said that, I... Yes. You no, know, he did that right after he did Wayne's World. I was like, yes. no. <laughs> I said, no. That would be not what happened. And this adds more mystery to it because the rule is she can't tell anybody what the deal is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, really? You want this crazy heifer running around and nobody knows she running around? 
That might not be a good idea. I know, right? Then we have this scene between Chanel and Denise. And uh, I think the two most important points of the scene is, number one, Denise is wearing, is actually wearing, um, Chanel's wedding dress. And this kills me because, as we all know, last season, she ended up wearing Chanel number five's clothes. Which oh right, she tried. Yes, like my favorite line from last year was like, you know, it, it is the point that I'm wearing your clothes. The point should be why do you, why are you like the size of like a forty year old woman or something like that? That was like one of the lines <laughs> last season, which was hilarious. And so she's wearing her wedding dress, and uh, so they end up deciding after like a bit of like bickering banter to uh, hold a séance to talk to Chad Radwell so that Chad can answer, you know, who he loves the most. And we And did you notice that the Ouija board has scream cleans on top of it? Oh, I, I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. Yes, it was like it was a scream queens Ouija board. So instead of saying Ouija, it says scream queens at the top. I said, "Oh my god, that's crazy." That's too funny. And we also learned that Denise <laughs> is a, a mistress of the dark arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was hilarious. And that's when, yeah, when she has that not. line about her looking like a, what was it, a Victorian paper boy? <laughs> I said not that she's a boy, but she's also malnourished and Victorian where they probably had no food and skivets. Yes, and the plague. Great, wonderful. <laughs> I know, right? Hold on one second. Prince, are you still here? Okay, I think we lost Prince. All right, okay, so let's just continue on, because we're almost done anyway. So, in in the next scene, when I saw the scene, like it was immediately suspicious, because Chanel barges into uh, Dean Munch's office, and we have uh, Dr. Holt, like, canoodling with the Dean. And uh, obviously, oh. obviously Chanel is um, pissed off at uh, the blueness of her skin but holds like you know i only put like you know micrograms of uh, the silver in the solution you know someone's been tampering with uh all of my solutions and whatnot and uh, this is where he explains that uh there's no cure for this but you know obviously we're in this institute so i'll be able to cure you but uh chanel is basically accuses him of uh, being the killer, you know, because of for assaulting her with silver and being in cahoots with Denise, maybe for murdering Chad and all these other people with a serial killer hand and all this kind of stuff. And so Munch, yeah, she said nickels and dimes from 1964. Yes, I hollered. I said I can't. And so Munch and and Holt basically confess that. Uh, they were doing more than canoodling around the time mm-hmm. of Chad's death. and They were getting it on. Exactly, which cracked me up because Chanel loses all of her men to older women. And I know you, <laughs> yeah. you had alluded to that before, but it, like this is like 100% fact now. Oh, yeah. Every time. Each one. I mean, because even during the seance, he spells Denise out. When he comes, jumps to Denise's body, he's like, oh, yeah, Denise. He doesn't hesitate to say he liked Denise more than Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> At all. And then you have Brock. Dr. Brock is, you know, well, I was distraught. 
And then, you know, then he turns, you know, I needed somebody to comfort me. And then she had like, and she, and they do role playing too. That's another thing. Like clearly all of her men like, because he mentions a costume, remember? Exactly. That Dean Munch has. So it's like her men not only like these more adult and mature people, but women choices, but they also like women who are going to be more, I guess, open to role playing and freakiness and mm-hmm. kinkiness yeah. and all that stuff. Because I mean, but you would allude to be somebody young to do that, but like all the older women are doing it. Exactly. And if we remember, I mean, he was with the Dean last season as well. Mm-hmm. She show sure up. Yeah. Because remember, she said he was terrible. Mm-hmm. But Denise like, loved oh, it. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I think Denise pretty much ran that whole, like, guided him through his everything. So for him, for both, for him, he was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. They stuck to the rivers and the lakes that they're used to. <laughs> lakes that they're used to. Right, right. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so, so Chanel leaves in a huff, and she runs into Ivanka Trump. Not the real Ivanka Trump, but oh someone in a, an, an Ivanka Trump costume. And so initially she thinks that it's Chanel number three, but then when Ivanka Trump isn't talking, she says it's a little bit creepy. And then Ivanka Trump does the whole, you know, I'm going to slice your, uh, your, your throat. And then Ivanka Trump and then starts... And throws a pole at her. Yes, and starts chasing Chanel Oberlin. And uh, knocking over a whole bunch of stuff, Chanel ends up tumbling down. Ivanka Trump catches up and uh, ends up using one of the... Um, what are those things? Is, is like where where they put the IV, right? Right, the IV stand. Stand. Mm-hmm. She uses the IV stand to attack Chanel, even like gashes her... Oh, yeah, stabs her in the leg. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Chanel ends up taking her shoe off and throwing it to Ivanka Trump's face. And we see oh when gosh, she pulls the masks crap, off crap that it is Hannibal Hester. Right. Which is like, which reason number 89, number one, why would you? I was like, is it Halloween yet <laughs> that she was allowed to come out? Because I missed that transition. I said, were the bars supposed just to magically open downstairs? Well, I think. <laughs> She said 24 hours, and she said by midnight that she would have to tell her who right. it is. So I'm assuming she was let out midnight the 31st. So it mm-hmm. so Halloween night at midnight is when she would be uh, have to return. So she was let out really like mid the 30th midnight. Yeah, the 30th midnight that before. night. Oh, got you. And then you have all of all of Halloween to be out and about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I okay. think. Where she had, you know, conveniently a whole different costume ready. Exactly. Well, this is the Scream Queens universe, though, so that kind of crazy stuff mm-hmm. you can sort of forgive, but that still is hella suspicious, if you think about it. No, it is, because she's been, you know, she's been She's clearly. been plotting. She's been plotting. Right, so she's been planning. Yeah, but you already know she's kind of planning, because... She the goal was to get to the hospital anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she uses this like she lowers this lure about the fact that I know who the killer is to be in the same space where the killings are happening. Yeah. So what's interesting about this whole Ivanka Trump situation is because now we have Chanel and she's getting her gash, you know, mended to by the other Chanels and Zayday, and they're like, "So who attacked you?" And they're like someone in an Ivanka Trump 
costume and they all look at Chanel number five because they had been working on her Ivanka Trump costume and and Chanel number five is like you know I've been here all day and like and Zayda is like yeah but you left you know to chat on the phone and she was like well it was FaceTime with someone and then Chanel over is like who the hell is going to want to FaceTime with you which I thought, <laughs> which was amazing <laughs> and which is true and nobody wants to see you why does it talk to you in your face ever right like you're like monster boyfriend already died so like who really wants to look at you exactly I had to her monster boyfriend they were so adorable it was almost ridiculous i agree and so so the ivanka trump costume is uh is gone it's not in her closet and then once again chanel accuses number five of being the killer which i feel she kind of does like every other episode every other episode and then she tries to justify she's like of course you know you did it even though you know you were in that hydrotherapy tub you know you dragged all the green slime everywhere and this that the other and (laughs) she was locked in a tub she couldn't even get out yes and so she basically is like, you know, I'm no longer your friend. And uh, number five is like, you know, I didn't try to kill you. And so they basically ban her from going to the Halloween party. And she's like, you can't uninvite me. The party's for the hospital staff. And I will be Zayda there. was even down with it, though. I know. I was like, really? After Agent Hemphill uh, accuses Zayday every other episode, too. Like, come on. And the, from the first time I met her, I knew Zayday was a stone-cold hoe. <laughs> I'm like, really? Poor, poor Chanel number five. She's, she just gets, like, nothing. Plus. Right, though, like, you can't go or we're going to kill you. What? Like, you guys sound like the killer. <laughs> right. Right, so if I die, are you the new killer? Mm-hmm. Right? Is this Chanel number three a suspect now if I'm dead? Like- yeah. So, we have the Halloween party. Let's grade costumes. Who had the best costume? Day Day Kiki was slain. As Isis, oh, yeah. but not that Isis. <laughs> yeah, not that. <laughs> I liked both of uh, Denise's costumes. When she was the bride and when she was uh, Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Yes. I said, boy. I said, what is going on? Oh, yeah, I like both of them. Yeah, that was good. And uh, No, I loved I loved Brock's comment. She's like, you like a bloody mess. Oh, my point. He said he's the script of Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. That was too funny. Yeah. And um, and the Dean being Hamilton. And, like, half of them, oh, like, right. not and knowing who Hamilton was. No, everybody knew except for Denise. Well, Denise, Denise yeah. Denise was the one like, what? Who? It's even Chanel number is that three? Well, no, Chanel number three and um, Cassidy Cascade had this whole monologue about Hamilton. Um, right, right. So I'm like, they both knew about. She's like, it changed, you know, brought you no know, musicals. She's like, yes, it did. You no, know, this whole thing, yeah. Yes, and then yep. Ivanka Trump shows up, and uh, Chanel is like, you know, it's you, you murderous number five, and everyone's like, you leave, and then. <laughs> Chanel number five shows up, and, and she's like, Ivana. you know, I came As to this Ivana. party, and I'm allowed to be at this party, and she's like, I'm Ivana Trump, Ivanka Trump, Donald's first wife, and then she's like, and then they're like, no, it's Ivana Trump, that's Donald Trump's first wife, and then she's like, you know, that doesn't make any sense, you know, I thought Ivana and Ivanka Trump were the same person. Like, who the hell names their kid after their wife, but then adds a random letter and all this kind of stuff. And so they're like, well, if you're Ivana Trump, 
who is Ivanka Trump? And then just as they're like trying to find out who that is, all of a sudden the cast of Hamilton basically arrives and Oh my gosh. And a, Retching on the film. a whole bunch of people, you know, ends up, you know, arriving. They're from a Halloween party and uh they're vomiting they're going crazy and and no one knows what the hell is going on and so they they start researching and, and holt you know he, he feels that it's um you know, after like learning that they were bobbing from apples and you know they feel that the apples might be poisoned so it might be ergot poisoning which ergot is a fungus and, and ingested it causes hallucinations seizures nausea vomiting all these uh symptoms that everyone is uh currently experiencing and so they're gonna need some sodium nitroprusside which uh zayday's like you know if they use that you know it can turn into cyanide which can be toxic mm. and basically every single kind of palsy that exists and holt's like no you know we need to get these people right away gangrene and all this kind of stuff and so holt's like to the dean you know it's ergot poisoning and zayday's like it might not be so can i have a moment to like figure it out like you gave her 10 minutes yeah and once again another example of dr brock not being correct yeah, because they learned that, you know, they they had this apple, and because there was a Snow White and all this kind of stuff, and they end up finding out that the apple wasn't poisoned, it was the water, because uh, Snow White remembers that there was this green dude that ended up coming in with a fresh uh, pail of water. Because Denise was like, you could have started off with that. You should have said that you know, at first. Said, I just well, thought he was doing the favor because, you know, it was dirty, right? It was, uh, like, you it know, bobbing apples. Bobbing apples is just anyway, so I figured, yeah, he he's doing a good service. Either. She was like, well, I first got the apple because it matched my costume. And then I looked at the apple and it looked really delicious, and so I ate it. Oh, and you're not sick? Yes. <laughs> And so it turns out the water was laced with this drug that causes hallucinations and and basically everyone just needs to get like hydrated and and that kind of stuff and uh they'll be just fine you know after a couple of hours. Isn't that Hmm? It's something from the hibiscus. It was like a hibiscus water. It isn't a hibiscus. It's uh, I always forget how to pronounce it. It's like alahuacha or something like that. It's 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 a it's spelled yeah. in a way that's very difficult to pronounce. So uh, that's the, about the closest thing that I can, the closest way that I can pronounce it. But if anyone has ever seen Scream, the television series on yes, MTV, yes. they they use the same thing in an episode of Scream, the television series. It oh, was yeah, like tequila that, laced I, I with that. that. Yeah, I put that together. I was like, oh wait, they just use that in um, friggin' Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, and tomorrow, actually, I, I freeze-framed the scene, and it said Spirit Queen on it. Not Scream Queen, but I think it's well, hilarious. Spirit Queen, yeah. Spirit Queen, yeah. I thought it was hilarious, because was, it was upside down. I was like, they say Scream Queen? They're spirit. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That was but... too funny. So let's talk about the seance. So once again, uh, we have uh, Chanel pulling out her spirit board to chat with someone from beyond and they had to make sure that it was not Chanel number two she's motorboating uh Genghis Khan or something like that and so after 
confirming that it is Chad uh, after uh, you know he says that he loved Denise more than Chanel, Chad ends up inhabiting Denise's body, ghost style. You know, Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Mm-hmm. You and Danger Girl Ghost. Oh. And after you know chatting about his love for Denise Hemphill and this, that, or the other, Chad is like, I know who the killer is. Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it. It's crazy. You should know. Like, I'm going to tell you, oh my gosh, are you sitting down? Because it's the killer, and I know who the killer is, and can you believe it? And it's crazy, and of course, and I'm in heaven, but I know who the killer is, and you want to know who the killer is, and I believe who the killer is, and you want to know because I saw who the killer is, and I'm going to tell you who the killer is. I'm going to tell you right now, but you're not going to believe it. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? And then the Chanel's and Zayde burst in, and the spirit gets away from Denise without Chad letting them know who the killer is because the girls are getting Chanel to come to the hospital because of the outbreak. Yes. And and it was like such typical scream queen style. Like you were not going to solve it right now. Exactly. It was like the Dean when the Dean um, kicked the green meanies ass with a manila folder. Right. And then he swankered away. She's like, wait, yeah. don't interrupt. And I thought like how they did the costume, like how they kept doing this in this variation of the costume. So Chad with the blonde hair, Chad without. Oh yeah. Chad is Khaleesi. Oh my right, God, yes. and then yeah. you had, and then you see the back part, and then you see Chad's voice coming through Denise, like seeing all those different iterations of how he possibly looked to Chanel. I thought were brilliant, like how they did that. It was just, and the fact that he was like grabbing himself, how about oh, I can't really bonk myself, but I'm in Denise's body. This is great, and that was but like yeah, totally he was like the boobs and stuff, right? Yeah. And that was totally like a flash on the second Scooby Doo movie. When he, when Fred jumps into Daphne's body and is like, oh, look, I can feel myself. I can't bark myself, though, because what? And they're like, what? Ew. You know, so I thought that was funny, too. That's too funny. So flash to the hospital. We've got Chanel number five in a creepy section of the hospital. She's getting the, the saline solutions. And uh, there's a noise. She's like, hello, which you're not supposed to do in any type of scary movie. And then she pick- she had dropped one of the saline solutions. She picks it up. And then she runs into Ivanka Trump. She's like, who are you? And she's like, She's like, Chanel, is it you? You know, I'm sorry. You know, you look much better in the Ivanka Trump. I'm Ivana Trump. You know, let's make bygones be bygones. And then all of a sudden, Ivanka Trump pulls out a giant knife. And she's like, you need to stop this. You know, we got all these Lin-Manuel Mirandas. You know, they're tripping balls. You know, let's bygones be bygones. You're Ivanka Trump. I'm Ivana Trump. You know, let's, you know, let's calm down and let's start saving lives and all this kind of stuff, you know. And then all of a sudden we see the green meanie behind Chanel number five and the green meanie has his machete and he picks it up, puts it behind Chanel number five and ends up stabbing her and uh, she falls to the ground and Ivanka Trump ends up, you know, just walking away from Chanel oh my number five. Gosh. Like, oh, that was rough me. because, like, the spine yes. is like back there. I'm like, and she's still talking. Hell she really hell. is. I said, wow. I said, she's like, she's going to die slowly. 
Yeah. And, and so, I was like, why is all the equipment on this side of the hospital? They decorate that side of the hospital and nobody's even over there. Nobody's in any of the rooms. There's, there's a chain lock on the door. I'm like, oh, so why is all the vital equipment needed to help all these patients way on the creepy side of the hospital, as Denise called it? I know, right? And speaking of the creepy side of the hospital, like once everyone sort of figures out what's going on with these patients, you know, maybe this was a distraction, but a distraction for what? We flash to Denise in the creepy side of the hospital in the bathroom, freshening up her Khaleesi self, and she ends up finding Chanel number five with uh, the machete in her back. And, and I love Denise. She's like, we're going to get you to the hospital. She's like, I know we're in the hospital. We're going to get you to the right part of the hospital, not the spooky part. You know, we're going to get you to the good part. And then Chanel number five is like, the green meanie is here. And so Denise turns around and, uh, you know, she's like, I'm going to get you this time, green meanie. But then all of a sudden... The green meanie shows up with um, some red punch. And Denise is like, I dare you. And then Denise is like, what you going to do? Kill me with punch? And she's like, <laughs> this is for ruining my Khaleesi costume. And she ends up trying to pull out her gun. But then, um, what are those things called? The, um, the sh- those shock pads where they shock. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're called. Ooh. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Those, those, pad- yeah. those shock pads that oh, they use. the paddles. To- the paddles mm-hmm. to to shock someone's heart back to uh, beating. The, f- the, f- the, the defibrillator. The defibrillator. There you go. Mm-hmm. So he's got the defibrillator, and uh, he ends up shocking Denise in the chest, and uh, he ends up shocking her twice, and you know she falls to the ground, and she's like the Denise Hemphills don't have any history of uh, heart problems, but then he ends up like shock doing this gigantic shock, and it it appears that uh, Denise's body is now lifeless on the floor, and the green meanie leaves as Chanel number five uh, is is there to uh, basically bleed out and we see one final shot of denise's uh, lifeless face boom 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 so let's talk about this so we got chanel number five and she's stabbed but chanel number five is gonna live because it seems as if they try to kill chanel number five multiple times throughout the season but she never dies and now we have Denise here. And in the beginning, I didn't understand why he threw the punch on her. But then obviously, you know, so she could be wet so that the, you know, the electrocution and all that kind of stuff. Do we think Denise is dead? Like, what do we think? I'm in my heart of hearts. Like, I feel like she is. But in my heart of hearts, there's a part of me that's like, this is Scream Queens. And they could probably invent some weird type of condition that she has that maybe the electricity didn't kill her. That I would like that, but I don't know. I feel like they're trying to kill off some people because they don't have enough people to kill off. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. No, but, that's and, true. And I also, too, I feel like we also got a full story. It's one of those things about once you get, like, I feel like when people get their full story, they're kind of fodder for death. Like, we've seen more about her and Chad. Not that we didn't know about it, but I feel like it really got into it this time. Like, she was, she was becoming much more of an integral part of the show. Yeah. And, and, and so, truth be told, like, where can she go besides being a special agent at Quantico, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she got... Like, head of the Secret Service or something? Up. 
Right. You know, she was able to use a real gun instead of a stun gun like she had last time. Yeah. I hope she isn't dead. But I, I mean, I completely understand why she would be. Uh, we've mentioned this before in previous episodes where, you know, for the stakes to get raised, they do have to kill some of the regulars. And even though Denise and Chad were not series regulars this season, they were characters from season one. Mm-hmm. They were survivors so, of, the, yeah. of the Red Devil. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all are, but you want, you, you kind of get the ones that you want to get to the ones that'll make you go like, oh, not them. Because that's how you feel about Denise. Yeah. Oh, Denise. Rest in peace if uh, if you if you did die. Especially because she kicked his ass the first time. So I guess he said, I better wet her and put these paddles on her because I wasn't prepared for that butt whooping I got earlier. It's all that training she got from Quantico and from watching Quantico. Oh, my gosh. Every time she said that, a little part of me died a little. It was too much. Yes. All right, everybody. So uh, it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Now, the rules are simple. You got to say which character impressed you throughout this episode and why. And uh, the the rule is uh, if uh, someone has already mentioned the character that you were going to choose, you have to select a different character. So uh, we'll start off with our special guest because uh, this is a brand new element that she's not used to. So in this episode of Scream Queens, uh, who's your MVP, Tamara? Oh, my goodness. That's... I have to say it's Denise um, because... Just a reenactment of those scenes with her and Chad. The brilliant way that she pulled off the the ghost uh, innuendo talking through the seance with him. And then how she lobbed those apples. Like, she fought for her life. She pulled, like, a Dean Munch and whooped his behind and sent him running. And then was still holding on, trying to grab that gun while, you know, he was paddling her to death, literally. So, yeah, she she got my MVP for this episode. All right, now. Prince, who's your MVP and why? Um, Zay Day, because she was looking my almighty fine, and that cost him, and because she saved the day with the whole, like, everybody getting sick and um, figuring out that it was, like, you know, the hallucinogenics in the water. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Once again, correcting Dr. Brock. Yes. I know. I love the line of uh, Dean Munch. She was like, Zadie, you're going to make a great doctor one day. And it, mm-hmm. I like it because it gave Zadie a smile. Uh, I like it. I approve of that MVP, too. My MVP is Chanel number five because, uh, you know, she got dragged down by Chanel. She looked epic in that Ivana trunk costume i mean that was fantastic her whole rant about i thought they were the same person and you know who the hell names their daughter their mother's name but with a random letter and then of course her whole monologue to ivanka trump when she thought it was chanel and she was basically like you know i'm the old hag and you're like the sexy you know republican um poster child and it was just fantastic and of course, I mean, I believe we all know that she's going to survive because uh, Chanel number five can't die at all. Apparently. Oh my god! I know it's the fact that she's still chortling words out with a knife in her bag. I think, yeah. Exactly. So Chanel number five is my MVP. So now it's time for the big question: 
who's the green meanie? Who do you think the killer is? And at this point in the season, Tamara, it, we initially started off by a guess, the guess of uh, one person. Right now, we feel like it's at least two people. So you have oh. two guesses as to who the green meanie is. But I'll give you some time to think, and we'll start off with Prince. Prince, who do you think the green meanie is? The green meanie. Well, I think it's three people. I started to think that... Well, you only get two. Because we don't have proof yet that it's three. Ooh. All right, well, Hester... Oh, really? Well, because Mm. Hester... Well, no, that's why I said there's three. I said it's just like the last time. There's a mastermind and there's two people as the green meanie. Because Mm. Hester was definitely one of the people... She was Ivanka Trump. Right. So if she's Ivanka Trump, and we already thought the green meaning was kind of switching off two people at one point. I think it's still, what's her name? Um, the nurse, um, whatever her name is, the one that was in this episode, which Hoffle. makes it even more. Yeah, Hoffle, which makes it even more like, you know, she could be the green meanie because she wasn't in any scenes. And um, Homeboy, her son. Which is? Is um, 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 the one that, like Zay Day. Chamberlain. Oh, Chamberlain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's Chamberlain, Hoffel, and then Hester is like kind of like one of the masterminds. I kind of feel like Hester and like Chamberlain might have been in the same like psychiatric place. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Although I don't approve of three choices because we don't have any proof that it's three yet. Well, she's. Princes. Well, no, the green meanie is the two of those two. Hester's. Oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Tamara, who do you think the green meanie is? I think it's Nurse Huffle, Luffle, Luffle, and Chamberlain. Okay. And why? Why do you think? Um, Mostly because she's one of the few characters who we've only seen once in interaction with the rest of the cast. So just by the fact of convenience, I mean, outside the fact that I find her very suspicious just in her attitude and actions, just the fact that she she could be a quote unquote obvious choice because she's never around, and then he you know the green meanie pops up and is killing people, and then sometimes you see her later maybe in the same episode, and sometimes you don't. And then with Chamberlain, that goes with the the story about the fact that a couple came to the hospital, the the wife was pregnant, her husband was taken out the back, you know, while he was actually still alive, he was only sick. <laughs> They didn't take care of him, threw him in the nasty little swamp, came back and had a party and everybody died. So then it goes back to the whole revenge thing. And then if we look at the themes of killers, even though this is only season two, if we look at the theme of killers, then it always is somebody familial, like somebody that is related to somebody. Something happened. So everything goes back to that original massacre that happened at that, that Halloween party back then. Mm-hmm. But why Chamberlain? Because of a kid. And the only reason I say it could be him is because the the husband was black and the mother was white. If you're going to be like that direct about it, you know, depending on how they're going to do the ethnicity of the child. Okay. That's interesting. I like it. So, uh, well, I mean, we didn't really get that much more this episode. So I'm going to stay with my theory as well. And I'm going to say, obviously, Nurse Hoffel. I think uh, 
everyone on this podcast, uh, e- even our guest, has said Nurse Hoffel is somehow involved in this, at least since episode two. So, mm-hmm. Nurse Hoffel, and instead of Chamberlain, although he is on my list, I'm going to be contrarian, and I'm just going to continue to say Dr. Cassidy Cascade, because he looks like he could be biracial. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like the actor that played the father, and... Uh, I don't know. I, I just want to stick with him. See, the if, only reason I debate him is because mm-hmm. he kind of gave us a glimpse into his like past, and he was like a fraternity boy, which would mean he oh, came from some right. type of good lifestyle. Could be. It could have been a lie, though. I'm just saying. And uh, I don't know. I just still feel like an actor like Taylor Lautner, who is a movie star and who was a part of... Uh, a large film franchise like they're gonna have to give him something to do like they're not gonna bring him on just to be you know a doctor in the background like he's gonna be involved in something doctor. somehow well there he's you doctor. go he's a I but know. I, he like yeah with, with zombie no doctor. low temperature zombie doctor mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like if at some point we can pick three people then i would add chamberlain in the mix because either Cassidy is the son, or Chamberlain is the son, and or somehow they were friends, and because of uh, Cassidy's problem with the medical system, because remember, he referenced uh, basically having issues with the, the treatment of his family and the medical system and all this kind of stuff, that's why they teamed up together to basically start killing people. Although the motivation is weird and interesting, Because we learned in the last episode, at least, you know, they sort of said in exposition, you know, well, why would the killer be the son if we think it's the son because he's killing the patients? And wouldn't it make more sense if they were killing the the hospital staff and this, that, or the other? So the motivations Mm. are weird. It's like, why are they killing the patients that are getting cured? And now also... Well, and now also they moved away. If if we remove the theory that the dean killed Chad, why would they move away from killing just patients? And uh, if you think about it, I mean, they also now killed Denise. So why would they kill Denise? Why would they kill Chanel Number no. 5? They aren't patients either. So True, true. It's like they're changing. Exactly. The motivations are are changing, which also could lead to the idea of multiple killers in the sense that maybe there's the ringleader who wants to kill these people, but then, you know, they have this accomplice and the accomplice wants to kill these types of people. Mm -hmm. So we're only a couple episodes in, we're not even halfway through the season, but it's interesting to see what they're doing and what the motivations could be. I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more about each of the characters to see, you know, maybe we can get some more clues as to who the killer could be. But on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions? Suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. 
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? Scream Queens and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens every Thursday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Good night.